Welcome to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Good Saturday morning to you. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Bill, how are you doing today? Doing great. Good morning. Hope you're doing great. I'm doing wonderful, Bill. It's always yeah. great to have you in the studio. I, I know it's Saturday morning because you've got a sweater on and it's during the winter. That's that's how I know because oh. Bill always has the most fashionable sweaters. <laughs> well, I do enjoy those. And uh, yeah, that's just the way I am. That's uh, the way I dress. And that's a good thing. It is. Um, I love my sweaters. But uh, the bottom line is, hey, it's already February. Uh, so we've already gotten through one month of the new year. That's right. Uh, so I hope everyone's still on track with their resolutions and they haven't lost their, uh, you know, the, the pizzazz in terms <laughs> <laughs> of improving themselves. You know, that's, uh, that's what we all need to do, uh, frankly. And so, I won't put you on the spot about your learning to play an instrument. So, uh, well, uh, you know, like, uh, I'm, I, you know, it's, I'm looking for those round to it. Okay. You, you know, if the more round to it you have, uh, <laughs> you know, that's the way most of us. We've got to get around to it. That's right. Boil down to. So, um, but this morning, I, I really want to go back to the basics, and and that is for those folks who are approaching retirement or they've already retired. Um, uh, and I guess part of this is a resolution in terms of uh, improving life for yourself and family. But, but the bottom line is that um, when we retire, things change. I mean, everything changes in a lot of ways uh, because the bottom line is we're not working uh, and earning money from a job. Uh, once we retire, and for a lot of folks, that's the time to celebrate. You know, but get the bucket list and and uh, start uh, doing a little bit of traveling and doing some things that we've wanted to do for many years. Um, but the, but the, okay. But the bottom line is is that one of the biggest factors is that you've gone from an income that's based on productivity in terms of working to a static income you know what you know where are you getting your money from well uh, for most of us who are retired um, uh, it's social security is is a basic amount uh, never intended to be all of our retirement but for some it is uh, and then it's whatever we supplement that with. And so for some folks, it's a pension. Uh, but most of us don't have a pension. Uh, so it's um, from savings. And people have to worry about um, running out of money, you know, because it's sort of like how long will we live? And we know we're living longer. So uh, but the bottom line is, the, and here's the thing. The, our circumstances have significantly changed no matter who we are uh, or how much money we make uh, when we retire. Um, now, what's interesting is, is um, most people uh, have not revised their planning when they retire. And, and and Frank and that's okay, but but it's one of those things that should be on the I don't want to call it the bucket list, but it needs to be on the to do list because um, 
the planning that you did 20 years ago when your children were were younger um, is not the planning that you should go forward with when you retire. Now, when I say planning, uh, there's two kinds of planning that needs to change uh, when you retire. Number one, your financial planning should change to some degree, and for some people change a lot, but your legal planning needs to change for most people as well. Because, frankly, most of us don't really do sophisticated planning when we're younger. You know, we, we do simple planning because uh, we're trying to accumulate. Uh, we're trying to pay off our debts. We're trying to do everything for our children. But the bottom line is, is that uh, oftentimes we don't need complicated plans, um, uh, uh, you know, at the, the at that earlier age, but when we get to our retirement years, t- we typically have the most money we've ever had. You know, we have the most money going into the retirement. Uh, I'm not talking about income. I'm talking about assets at this point. You know, we have our investments and our savings and our retirement accounts, and so. Um, uh, but the bottom line is, our legal planning typically. Um, doesn't match where we are in life. And that's so uh, – now, here's here's something that's, that's interesting, uh, just for what it's worth. Um, what does – I mean, because we always like to see where we are with, with others and, and that sort of thing. And none of us are statistics, that's for sure. But the, the typical well-to-do um, – and by well-to-do, I'm sort of saying middle-of-the-road, middle-class uh, families – During their working years, um, and we're talking about a married couple here, tend to spend annually, in other words, this is you, Jason. Okay. (laughs) Around $63,000 a year on a lot of different things. Most fairly well-to-do, middle-road, middle-class retirees tend to spend less than that, and they spend it on different things. So a typical retiree is going to be spent closer to $50,000. Okay. Right? Okay. And, of course, young people are going to spend their money on different things than older folks, right? Makes sense. Well, and, and here's the thing. Uh, most folks who are retired, we do spend more on our health. Uh, we go to the doctor more regularly. Uh, we tend to take more medicine. Uh, we our insurance, our health insurance costs are higher than yours. <laughs> so now, so how much does that run for the typical middle class retiree? Well, typically somewhere around sixty six hundred dollars for health care. Now that's health insurance plus medicines plus. But I have to, here's the bad news. The bad news is that's for while we're healthy. Because <laughs> if we get sick, then those health care costs can go way up. And so, and this, this will sound weird, but if you're fortunate, then you're sick in the way that your health insurance will cover most of it. Right. Okay. If you're unfortunate, your health insurance doesn't cover it at all. 
And that's where it gets really scary. Um, and, of course, people hear me talk about long-term care issues, but here's the problem. The average retiree family spends monthly about $4,100 a month. However, if one of the people, uh, you know, one of the married couple has a long-term care issue, and I'm not talking about nursing care. I'm just talking about needs assistance at home, and the health insurance doesn't pay one penny of that. Medicare doesn't pay one penny of that. Uh, It can cost a couple easily $4,000 plus a month to get the help they need, and it's not covered. So the bottom line is now, what have I just said? All of their income is now going for one item which is the help that they need to live independently. Uh, So now none of their normal budget is going to anything else like food and utilities and sometimes rent or mortgage payments or gas or transportation or the cost of a vehicle or uh, entertainment. You know, we still like to be entertained when we get old. Um, uh, And also, you know, uh, we tend to be generous. We tend to make gifts to our children and grandchildren, and now we don't have any money for that. So, you know, what what I want to talk about, and I know we have to take a break, is uh, some of the things that we should consider in terms of our planning as it relates to those kind of expenses when our budget goes way just haywire. Excellent. We will get to that in just a bit. Stick around. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find more about Bill at WGALaw.com. That's Bill's website, WGALaw.com. That's where you can also register for one of Bill's free seminars. We'll talk a little bit more about that in just a few minutes, but uh, you can register for the February seminar for free. It's February 13th. We do this the second Wednesday of every month. And Bill, we're talking about uh, planning right now and some changes that folks may need to make after retirement or as they are head into retirement. And we talked about financial and legal planning that uh, folks need to keep in mind. Well, on the legal side, you know, as we get older, the one of the things that's really key is we don't know when we're going to need assistance. Just like we don't know when we're going to die, we don't know when bad things are going to happen to us. And, of course, bad things happen to young people too. But as we get older, the probability of bad things happening to us uh, rises exponentially. And so uh, the the one from a legal perspective – 
while people, all people, your age, my age, and everything in between, Jason, uh, we need health care documents. We need to have a person appointed as our health care power of attorney. And there's several other health care documents that are extremely important to us and we should have. One is a medical release that's uh, HIPAA compliant, that complies with the federal law on health information privacy. And we, we also should have a living will, uh, what's called in North Carolina a declaration for natural death, which is a very limited document. Uh, and it's, an, it's, an, it's a document that's appropriate for young and old alike. So those are the no-brainer things. But the document that most people have that's wrong going into retirement is the general durable power of attorney because uh, the, almost everyone uh, who is younger and who ha- might have a power of attorney uh, for their spouse and possibly for a child or they've appointed a parent or a sibling as a contingent agent for themselves, um, those, those documents are extraordinarily limited and not appropriate for the kinds of issues they face uh, once they're retired. So, uh, and, and unfortunately, you're not going to get the kind of power of attorney you need in a form book or the online services. And unfortunately, you're not going to get that kind of power of attorney from the majority of attorneys. Uh, and that will surprise folks because, you know, well, I went to an attorney 10 years ago and I had these, uh, these documents drafted and I'm good to go. Well, the truth is when you retire and you get older, you're not good to go. And that's one of the most important things. So, the, you know, plans are not static, just like families are not static. Our financial situations change. Our marital situation sometimes changes. Uh, our loved ones die. Our, uh, sometimes uh, bad things happen to our children. Sometimes our children become estranged or they move away or you know, there's upteen things that evolve. You know, hopefully uh, the, the uh, children that have absented themselves uh, find their, their way back home eventually and the relationships are restored and things like that. But the bottom line is uh, life changes. That's, that's the norm. And uh, our situations evolve. And the planning you did 10 years ago isn't going to cut it is the bottom line. And there's two key documents that, uh, from a legal perspective, that most people who go into retirement or you've already gotten into retirement but you haven't really reviewed things and changed things is the general durable power of attorney. That's what allows your trusted person, your loved one that you know will never take advantage of you, to give them plenty of authority. And we call it an advanced general durable power of attorney because it's extraordinarily powerful, it's robust, and it's extraordinarily important for folks to give that authority if they have a loved one who is completely trustworthy uh, to give them that much authority. Uh, the The trust factor is clearly important too, um, but having that document. And then um, the will oftentimes needs to be very different from that simple will that you did uh, 20 years ago. Uh, Oftentimes you can use trusts in a very effective ways 
that you didn't know about 20 years ago or it wasn't appropriate 20 years ago. Um, but the bottom line is is that folks really need to review their plans and their documents. Um, it's uh, I have a lot of folks who come to see us and say, well, we're just simple folks. We don't need anything complicated. But when they learn of their options, things that they never considered before, and and it's like, oh, well, we didn't know we could do that. That's really far better, and that allows us to really reach goals that we didn't realize we could actually do from a legal perspective. And so uh, the bottom line is getting that done is just as important as reviewing your financial situation and how your investments are invested and those kinds of things because that's an important thing for retirees as well. They, they And they both – mix together. And so those two documents, the general power of attorney in almost every case, and oftentimes the healthcare documents are out, out of date as well because your agent, your trusted person has changed. Now, you did your documents when your kids were minors and they're not your agents and now they're 35 years old and <laughs> and, and they're, they're helping out a whole bunch. And uh, so, you know, at that point, um, you, you may want to revise those documents as well. But almost everybody has the power of attorney wrong and oftentimes will want to make changes to their will and or trust because trusts make very good planning documents as, as well. We love our trusts because uh, they're appropriate for many, many families. Not everybody. Not everybody needs one, but an awful lot of folks do. So those documents are really important. Then what I want to do when we come back is talk about um, a lot of issues relating to long-term care because if the crisis actually comes, having the right documents in place – and see, here's the thing. If you're healthy and everything's good to go, but let's say you're in your 70s and you haven't changed your documents – just having the right documents in place puts you so far ahead of everyone else if a crisis occurs because that's what allows you to change things around in a crisis when you might not be able to sign the document yourself. So with that understanding, when we come back, uh, I want to talk about, okay, what are some of the other things you can do other than your basic legal documents? Excellent. Yeah, the planning is so key, and we're going to get to those reasons why in just a bit. If you have some legal documents of your own, maybe you fall into some of those categories that Bill mentioned where you've got 20-year-old documents that maybe you want to have refreshed or looked at, uh, you can call the office, 919-256-7000. That's 919-256-7000. Schedule an appointment with Bill. You can also go online to wgalaw.com. A quick break and back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Radio 680 WPTF. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us today. Jason Kong here with 
Bill Alexander, and we've kind of gone back to the basics today as we're talking about uh, preparing for long-term care and uh, a potential long-term care crisis, Bill. And Actually, Jason, what we're really talking about is preparing for just getting older. Okay. <laughs> you simplify things for me, Bill. I appreciate that. Well, you, you sort of teased us on how uh, important this planning is when you're in a long-term care crisis, and maybe you can't make decisions on your own. Well, it's having those basic the right basic documents means everything uh, because it, it really allows us to as, as we get older to stay independent longer and and that's where it's at but okay uh, now let's look at the next chapter and that is we see one of us or both of us going downhill faster or really fast sometimes or let's say we've i have a loved one who has a a diagnosis of early dementia you know basically at this point everything's okay we're getting along fine um there are uh, or or anything you know you've had a bad fall you've broken your hip you've uh you know there are tons of horrible things that can happen to us as we age for sure um, and we don't want to give up our independence. We want to stay as uh, in control as we possibly can. But a part of that is the financial piece. Part of it is the planning piece in terms of the legal documents that we have. So now ha- there are very, very few families who can basically afford their whole budget going to medical care. You know, we were talking about the typical uh, family having uh, spending about $4,100 a month. And that's, you know, obviously that's somebody who has income other than Social Security. Um, uh, And bottom line is $4,000 isn't enough to cover many uh, long-term care issues. If you need nursing care... The typical cost in this area is $7,000 plus, you know, uh, and actually most of the facilities are at $7,500 plus, and some of the facilities are over $8,000 and even more than that per month, you know, private pay. And, you know, most families recognize that they don't have enough in savings or in investments to cover that for very long. However, uh, most families make a huge mistake by thinking, well, I realize there's some programs out there such as Medicaid or veterans benefits that can assist us and help us. However, you have to be dirt poor to get those programs, and that is the first mistake. Uh, the It is so important uh, for families when they know that there is something going on. You know, one of the loved ones is going downhill and can be expected to go further down that hill uh, either in the near future or maybe even the distant future. The thing about it is get your help then. Get your legal help then because a lot of I mean, you'd be surprised how many folks come to see us and they, they haven't even done the initial change of their legal documents. And so when 
uh, when that first step down the slope uh, occurs, if you haven't done it already, you should basically be changing your uh, legal documents then. And oftentimes uh, there are uh, some things that we can put in place, you know, uh, irrevocable trusts and some other things like that that can make a huge difference uh, to families. But the key for so many folks, and one of the reasons our seminars are pretty popular, is the fact that uh, we're uh, basically busting the myth that middle-class families cannot uh, receive Medicaid benefits if they need nursing care. And there's even an in-home program called PACE that can assist families in a big way. And that's a Medicaid program, too. Uh, there's another program called Special Assistance that can help some families, but not everybody. In fact, there are a lot of families that won't help. But uh, there are different programs out there, and, and veterans' benefits can help. But the key is the earlier that you get your legal help, the more money, uh, the more help you can get, the better advice you can get, and the more uh, of your resources can be preserved not only for the person who's going downhill but for the spouse who's not going downhill yet necessarily – uh, and for the children and grandchildren later on, which is a goal for most parents, is can we preserve something for our children and grandchildren? Um, I mean, the first goal is take care of each other. That's always number one. But after we get past that, most of us would like to leave a little bit, if not a whole lot, to our children and grandchildren. And good planning is what makes that happen. Yeah, that's that's so key. And Bill, before we go to break here, I want to let everyone know that if you see a loved one going downhill, or maybe they are downhill, maybe you're in a full-blown crisis, this is a perfect time for folks to register for your seminar on February 13th. These are uh, free seminars that you do the second Wednesday of every month where you basically provide all this information about how people can access assistance for long-term care, and you just can't get all this information in, in one place. Well, we've been doing it because there's such a need for the information. It's totally educational. There's no obligation. Of course, there's, we don't feed anybody. Cause, <laughs> but, but the bottom line is it, it, uh, it really does help people understand what's out there uh, that they can actually um, uh, utilize. And it surprises people because, you know, the biggest issue that people face is, I don't, I don't want to look into Medicaid because they'll take my house away. Well, truthfully, with good professional help, that will not happen. Uh, or, you know, you have to be dirt poor. Well, that's not true. I mean, there, there are some rigorous rules, but a good professional help can allow most families to keep the majority of their money and still get a loved one on uh, some uh, assistance where they can actually afford to pay for the care. Um, you know, I have have been talking about um, how egregious the VA treats uh our folks and uh, and they do. I mean, did, uh, did you did you see where the federal government just recently uh, denied all of the claims uh, as it related uh, to the poisoned water um, 
uh, down at, at Lejeune. Uh, those the Marines uh, and their families. See, yeah, what you have to understand too, it's not just the soldiers; it's their families because their families, you know, children died, spouses uh, died from all sorts of diseases, and at least from my perspective, this poisoned water was kept top secret, and from my, you know, so that you know people didn't know about it but i guarantee you the commanders knew about it at least the top commanders the base commanders uh and their supervisors knew it and truthfully every one of them should be court-martialed and and the fact that the government's denying these claims uh for these families that were wronged uh it's just one of these things that's going to take another 40 years i guess and everybody will be dead that's the way the government works sometimes just makes me so mad i can't stand it when i see this kind of when i see american people treated by the united states government unfairly uh this way i mean they these these people were in essence they had to live there you know the soldiers were stationed there i should you know soldiers sailors marines uh they had no choice. They they were uh, and, and nobody told them that the water they were drinking was poisoned uh, and would cause cancer and and the like uh, and, and it, a lot of worse things than that. I mean, the bottom line is this is our U.S. government at work in its worst way when uh, folks who have legitimate complaints and, and claims are just arbitrarily denied. Uh, it just infuriates me to see this. Uh, but now when it comes to long-term care, uh, the, the people have heard me say that the rules changed uh, last October. And clearly the VA changed the rules to limit veterans being able to get this benefit. And this is a long-term care reimbursement program for veterans who serve during a period of war. It also covers their widows. It covers their spouses. Uh, but the bottom line is there's still a benefit, and most veterans who who are war period veterans, uh, that means they served in the military during a period of war, not necessarily in the war itself. It doesn't mean they were combatants. It doesn't mean that they were even stationed in the war zone. It simply means that they were in the military somewhere during while the war was going on. Well, the bottom line is there's still a benefit, and there are a lot of folks who can still benefit. I mean that that they can still get that benefit, and so it's important for for those veteran families to know if they if they can get the benefit or how they can get the benefit, because we still have tons of veteran clients who can get the benefit right away. Well, I shouldn't say right away because the VA takes six months to 12 months to to look at their uh, applications you know they're slow as molasses but the the bottom line is there's a benefit out there that many many veterans can still access and enjoy uh, the bad news is these new rules for the for the most part almost cut out the world war ii veterans completely because by the time the va gets around to assessing their claims all those folks will be gone uh, and that's another th- complaint. I have. <laughs> People are hearing me just go off on, uh, well, on the I, VA and the U.S. government at this point. I love my government and I love my country, but and I, uh, you know, I'm a veteran too. 
uh, and I believe in it. But I also call a, call a spade a spade when I see one. And, and our government is uh, not treating uh, our servicemen uh, right and, and their families because uh, service, the families of service people make a, a huge sacrifice along with our soldiers and sailors as well. Well, Bill, let's take a break here. Your face is going to match the red of your sweater here before too long because I know you're getting a little agitated, and rightfully so, rightfully so. Well, we've got more that we want to talk about right after this. Hey, and if you do want to register for one of Bill's seminars, WGALaw.com is the website. You can sign up there. You can also call the office at 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000. A quick break and back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Asset Protection today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Thank you for joining us. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. We're talking all about Bill retirement and uh, planning that you need to take into account in retirement and how your planning should change. We talked a lot about the legal changes that folks should consider, and uh, we, we didn't ha- spend as much time on the financial side. And I know you want to focus on that a little bit before we get out of here. Well, it all, the thing about it is, it works together. the The legal side works with the financial side, and if and if it doesn't mesh, then something's wrong. You know, you know. In, in other words, we things can go wrong. I mean, things do go wrong. If not, they can. They will go wrong. And so you have to have you have to look at things together. That's really important. But uh, here's here's. Um, a thought when it comes to the financial piece because you know one of the things i said is is that once you retire you need to th- think about how you invest differently than while you're accumulating um very very different your income is different that makes you know so what most folks do is they're looking at you know the income that's guaranteed to them and they're looking at their assets and most most of us, when we retire, have a nest egg. Oftentimes, a lot of it's in retirement accounts. Um, sometimes not. But the bottom line is we have a nest egg that we're looking at in terms of, okay, how do we use that nest egg effect- effectively over our lifetime? But there's a big – well, there's several big unknowns. So what are the big unknowns? The biggest one is we don't know how long we're going to live. And it's pretty dangerous to assume we're not going to live long. <laughs> you know, if we assume we're going to die at 75 um, and spend all our money, and so we're, you know, our nest egg is gone at 75, that's not good planning because we might live to 95. And that would be a real struggle once that nest egg is gone. So it's all right. And here's another thought that you have to recognize when you retire and you go from that accumulating income to where you have your nest egg and a lower income to live on it's actually more important at that point in time to have asset protection to where you're protecting that corpus 
because there's another big unknown other than how long we're going to live or whether we're going to get sick or not. You know, we know 100% of us will die. We know that more than half of us will have a significant long-term care crisis. And if we're looking at a married couple aging together, the percentages are uh, higher than 75% that one of the two will have a long-term care crisis. But the other thing we don't know is when will the market crash? And now the bottom line is, if you just look historically, we know that the market goes up and the market comes down, but we don't know necessarily when it's going to go up or when it's going to come tumbling down. And and that is what makes retirement investing different from investing when you're younger because the worst thing that can – well, I mean, let's just say that you have a nest egg of a couple hundred thousand dollars <coughs> – well, the problem is this. If the market crashes and you're fully invested, if you will, and it drops to 100000 in other words, we lost 50% of our nest egg, that, that's huge because uh, the bottom line is now we only have half of what we had before for the rest of our life. And so um, that's not – a good thing. And of course, the other thing is people have heard me say time and time again is if you lose 50%, you have to make 100% to get back to zero. And you don't want to be invested in that risky of a situation. But here's, here's the other thing that makes it doubly difficult for us. Most of us have a nest egg where we need to um, make some money on our money so it will last long enough for us. In other words, we need more than just sticking it in the bank in a in a CD or a money market because generally we're lucky if we beat inflation under those circumstances. So most of us need a little bit of growth over inflation for our nest egg to sustain because most folks can safely take out about 4%, some of us a little more than that, but about 4% is safe per year of our nest egg because our nest egg should grow at the same time uh, a little bit if, if we've got our money uh, invested properly. But there are very few of us that can just take the position, no, I just want to put it all in a very safe savings account and not worry about inflation and not worry about our needs uh, 30 years from now. And see, that's the other thing. Most folks are living far longer, so our nest egg needs to last longer. And, of course, the other factor is inflation is going to make the cost of everything much higher 10 years, 20 years, 30 years from now than it is now, and we're still on a fixed income, which so what does that mean? That means that we're going to have to cut out <laughs> things up the road in in order to um, uh, still live a nice standard of living. And that's, that's one of the reasons why I tell folks that retirees are 10 times better off if they're debt-free when they retire and their mortgage is paid because it's so much easier to live up the road. Uh, because if you're paying rent, what happens every year? The rent goes up, 
every year. Well, that's something that you can't afford if you don't already own a house, then it's paid for. Um, I mean, we still have increases, you know, because the cost of, you know, taxes go up on our real estate and the cost of insurance tends to go up over the time. But that's minuscule, you know, uh, when it uh, when you look at it based on the, you know, cost of food or entertainment. Uh, you know, my wife and I were talking uh, just the other night about the fact that when we were kids, uh, I could go to the movies for 15 cents and my mother would give us a quarter and I would use a nickel and, and buy a great big baby Ruth uh, and the other nickel went for a Coca-Cola and I was good to go. Uh, and I was so mad when the price of the movie uh, went up to a quarter, and then I didn't have anything for that baby Ruth and that Coca-Cola. So <laughs> now you have to take out a small loan if you and your wife exactly. want to go out to the movies. So now, uh, instead of twenty-five cents for a movie, it costs you know it's closer to twenty-five dollars. I mean, it's just uh, you know I, I shouldn't exaggerate like that. Well, you're folks, not too far off, but folks know what I'm talking about. It's not inexpensive. Uh, in terms of our entertainment. And, and of course, one of the things so as we get older, hopefully at some point we will have completed our bucket list, so we'll be traveling less and those kinds of things. And that helps us as we get older because we just get tired of traveling. But uh, And that helps us in our overall cost of living. But bottom line is we got to take care of our finances and our our legal planning as well at the same time. It takes looking ahead and it takes proper planning. Those are the keys to making sure that uh, financially that you remain afloat in your retirement years. A quick break and back. You're listening to News Radio 680 WPTF. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Stick around. Listening to Asset Protection today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Want to remind you, WGALaw.com is Bill's website. WGALaw.com. That's where you should go to register for Bill's February seminar. He's got three seminars scheduled for February 13th. This is a great way for you to get information about the uh, the many issues that we've discussed on the program today. You can also call 919 919- Two five six seven thousand nine one nine two five six seven thousand. That's Bill's office. You can schedule an appointment there, or if you want to register for the seminar over the phone, you can do that as well. And Bill WGALaw.com is also where folks can go and find your podcast, the Asset Protection Today podcast, also available wherever you download your podcast, whether it's the Apple uh, Apple Play Apple Store or the uh, Google Play Store. They're uh, they're everywhere for folks to download, and they can find a lot of the great tips. That you've discussed today, um, you know you've got a, a very popular one busting the the myths related to Medicaid and long term care assistance. Those are some wonderful episodes that folks can download and share. Well, my parting shot is for those who are retired or looking at retirement, recognize that financial plans and legal plans should evolve, and you need to get some good planning. Hopefully, folks will call us and come to see us. If you need help, schedule an appointment with Bill nine one nine. 
256-7000 is the number, 256-7000, or online at WGALaw.com. we got to get out of here. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll join us again next Saturday at 11 for Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Have a great weekend.